Do you want me to introduce it this time? No, I'll do it. Cool. Hi guys, um, this is Cheese Toasty. Uh, we're back to podcast number two. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to some of the discussions we're having today. Sheldon, my sweetheart. Um, so, yeah, let's get to it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Very, very well spoken. Yeah, welcome to number two, Cheese Toasty. I wonder what I wonder what this podcast is going to be like in like five years time. Do you think Do you think people ever listen back to this? It might be we might we might become like unsung heroes of our time. No, ooh, ooh, ooh. we could become the next Ethan and Ela. Who's Ethan and Ela, Amber? H three H three H three H three H three. Yeah. Wh- who are they? It's a great podcast. I really like. It. Um, Ethan and Eli, especially the YouTube channel is pretty hilarious. Do you, I mean, I, I don't know if you've watched a lot of H3H3. I obviously have watched a lot of H3H3. Um, do you have a, do you remember any of his videos? Like maybe one that stuck out where you thought, man, that's funny. Um, so not when, not one with um, Ethan alone, but definitely one with Ethan and Eli. My favorite one was probably when they were doing the beauty products. <laughs> Um, they're trying like different face masks on Ethan and the gold mask experiments or the whole gold, like gold theme thing with the YouTube channel. So that was pretty funny as well. Um, I remember that, um, that video the first time I even learned about H3H3 when I think it was Vape Nation. Vape Nation, bruh. And he dressed up and he just pretended to be this cool dude who just, yeah. You know, there was actually a massive controversy about that video. Not a massive controversy, but within the realm of H3H3, it was a pretty big thing. So remember, so it's currently like June 19, 2020. And recently there's been this, there's been a lot of drama between Ethan Mm -hmm. and a guy called Keemstar. I think you told me about this. Yeah, Keemstar is supposedly the shit stir mm. on the internet who likes to, you know, make fun of people. And he's got this channel that's he's got into a lot of trouble about it in the past. I really I couldn't care less. It's the Didn't most. Did he like ruin someone's life or something? Yes, he did. He accused this old man of being a pedophile. Yeah, like ruined his life. Yeah, because this old man looked a little bit like a convicted pedophile, and yeah, he then went onto his channel when he's got millions of subscribers he's something like six point something and he said listen guys that is a pedophile and then all these people went and attacked him and eventually it came out that it wasn't true and keemstar never apologized so uh, you know ethan kind of went after that and there's been this all this drama but it's such bullshit it's like do you guys not have anything else to worry about in your lives who cares if two rich people on the internet are fighting and they sit in their rooms and they make videos about each other like Go on and do stuff, guys. Well, I mean, I know it's quite upsetting, but I mean, you know, well done for Ethan for taking him on to begin yeah. with. I mean, he ruined someone's life. And I think, you know, from what you told me in the past, that wasn't the first time he's done it before. So my point good on is, Ethan. Yeah, for sure. But my point is just, I've got problems of my <clears> own. <throat> I don't care about stuff like that. That guy, sorry, I've got my own stuff to worry about. Anyway, so there's right now there's been... A bit of controversy with that Vape Nation video. Yeah. Where apparently Ethan stole the idea. From who? From... <clears throat> What's his name? Keemstar. Keemstar. No, no, no. From a guy called Filthy Frank. Now, you yeah. want to know who Filthy Frank is. He's this Australian... Um, 
He used to be a YouTuber and he used to make all these funny videos with another guy called Max Mofo, who's also Australian. And recently, Filthy Frank has started singing. And he's now a very well-respected musician by the name of Joji. But he was always very funny. And he started out his career in entertainment in the YouTube area of things. And the one day, they were all sat around talking. And then he mentioned Vape Nation. And supposedly Ethan stole the, the, the whole idea of Vape Nation. But Ethan was talking about it. And he said, that whole video, I mean, you watched it. That whole video is completely improvised. Yeah, so, that wasn't planned. No, so what Ethan stole was the idea of something called Vape Nation, which I think is a ridiculous thing to say that they, you know, that he stole. But anyway, so yeah, um, you know, I, I also like H2H3 to kind of bring it back a little bit. My favorite video of his is that mm. one with the guy called Connor Murphy. You remember that one where that where that dude is like super jacked? And then he likes to take oh, his shirt yeah. off. <laughs> and like in front of girls and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh wait, what was that like that prank or that joke that he used to play on girls where it'd be like, you you won't guess the color of my shirt? Yeah, yeah, he's like and he's got a little piece of like lead. A, like <laughs> yeah, like a piece of cloth attached underneath the shirt, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Always like um always like if I can get a six pack before the end of the year, then I can have your number. And then the girl's like, Okay. And then he goes and he does like four sit-ups and he goes, do I have a six pack now? And he takes his shirt off and he just reveals like abs. Uh, and so the music cringe. goes, like, I want to fuck you, want to pull my shit right off. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, a little bit of a tangent there, but we both love H3, H3. I actually listened to one of his podcasts today. It's gotten a little bit stale, but you know, it's not a lot of podcasts. Why are you hating on Ethan and Ela? Can I tell you why? Because, man, those, some of those guys are so lucky. You know, they, they go and they do a podcast once a week, boof, 100 grand in their pockets. So that's, that's why you're hating? I don't hate anybody. I don't hate anyone. Um, I just get jealous. That's mm. all. Yeah, I mean, we all get jealous, but... Mm. It's, it's not really that big of a deal. I'm not, I'm not really hating that, that, that badly. All right, then. Anyway, so what's up? What's news? Um, nothing much, sweetheart. I mean, we've spent all day together, so there's nothing much that's happened that's new, that's different. But, um, I think we should play that game again that we played on our first podcast. Well, we still got some stuff to take, to talk about first. Did you, is there anything that, that, that you wanted to mention or should I just go straight into it, what I wrote down? Well, some of those ideas were both of our ideas. Okay, so the first one is, um, it wasn't last night, I think it was the night before. You and I watched a movie called The Invisible Man. It was really good. Tell me what you thought about it. Well, tell me, tell me what the movie was about <clears throat> to to those who haven't watched it. Then tell me what you thought about. It. Yeah, so I mean, it was a thriller, and um, it's basically about this woman who escapes from her husband, who's like seriously into abusing her and whatnot and controlling her. So she escapes from him, and she goes and lives with her friend, who's a cop, and her sister helps her escape. But then two weeks after she le- she leaves him, um, she finds out that he's actually dead and that he committed suicide. And um, she all of a sudden starts experiencing like these weird things. Like um, an email gets sent to her sister that 
she didn't send um she wakes up one night and like the duvet covers like pulled off of her and so a lot of external acti- acti- yeah, external yeah. activity and and in the beginning it comes across like a ghost or like a demon or a spirit i mean that's kind of what you you're used to these days when it comes to a thriller movie but um just ends up you know being this guy who's seriously into technology and creates this massive suit made with like hundreds and thousands of cameras that like, I can actually like turn him invisible and um is that where the name came from well obviously <laughs> <laughs> the invisible man and yeah and then he like he wears his suit and he absolutely destroys her life he murders her sister and like basically plants the evidence so it looks like she did it and she gets arrested to be this like crazy woman um but in the end, nobody, like, in the, in the beginning, nobody believed that it, you know, that it was true. And they thought she was just going crazy. And she was imagining, like, her, her husband, her dead husband, has been, like, spooking her. Spooking her? <laughs> that was a, that was such a cool scene. Yeah. You know, because the movie was, it wasn't slow, but it wasn't in any way, you know, nuts and crazy. Until that scene where, you know, she sat in the restaurant with her sister yeah. And that knife starts floating, cuts the sister's neck, and the knife goes into this woman's hand. And it looks like she's killed her. So the whole point of the movie was to make this woman become completely isolated from those around her. Because she's blaming all these external invisible forces on all these negative things that's happening to her. And she yeah. keeps on saying, this is him. You know, he is a, he's a super genius. He is doing this. I don't know how, but he's doing this. You guys have to believe me. And they go... Nobody He's believes dead. her. He's dead. But you, you know what was the best for me in that scene that you you were you were talking about just now. Um, so she you know she meets her sister for for dinner to apologize and really explain what's going on. She finally finds evidence. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. She finds the suit. Yeah, that's covered in cameras. And she tells her sister, and she's like, and she puts her face down, and she's like, you know, I have evidence that can prove this. And her sister looks up and she sees this floating knife. And it's like as if recognition just goes across her face. And she realizes, wow, my sister's not actually lying. She sees a floating knife. And then just before she can even, you know, say anything to sister, she gets murdered. I thought that was nuts. You know, that's, at I think, at that moment. I mean, both of us, I, I looked at your face and I was like, whoa, that's mad. Yeah. And you, you were even, I think you put your, your, your hands on your head like, eh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I, th- I thought that movie was so cool it ended good um you i loved know, how it ended how his sister was murdered you know with this you invisible knife kind of like how he was murdered but like um how this invisible knife like just slits her husband's neck and then she just appears out of nowhere so they can't even blame her for it yeah so so she did to him exactly what he, what he did, did to yeah. her he had a cool house, though. He had a really beautiful house. If, and that dog, Zeus. Yeah. Zeus was a real cute Yeah, Yeah, they should have used the dog for a lot more. I mean, they just left that dog at that house yeah. the whole time. Um, but to be honest, that guy had a nice house. He had an Audi R8. Yeah. He had two motorcycles. He mm-hmm. had this really cool house. Mm-hmm. He had all these cyborg scientific creations in his garage. If that guy wanted me to be in, a, in an abusive relationship with him, I would strongly <laughs> consider. No, you would not. I would. I cannot tell you the things I would do for an Audi R8. Well, sweetheart, I'm so sorry, but you're with me. and some, So are you telling me that somebody came up to you right now and said to you, dump your girlfriend, I can give you an Audi R8, you do it? 
If somebody said to me, dump your girlfriend, I'll give you a pair of rollerblades, I'd do it. That is awful. <laughs> I thought you'd laugh. <laughs> that is not even funny. Why are you fiddling with your eyelashes the whole time? Because they're annoying me now. So yeah, so the movie was super cool and it kind of put a, a strange um, idea into my head that I've been wanting to research about is the idea of abusive relationships. Um, because, you know, I think I think things like that I mean, I personally well, don't really know. considering what you just said to me, I mean, some people consider that abusive language. Oh, okay. Saying so as you trade your girlfriend for a pair of rollerblades. I can so. promise you that if anybody is listening to this right now, when I said that, they would have laughed. Uh-huh. 100%. Anyway, so I actually don't really think I know anybody that's been in an abusive relationship. If you do, you don't need to mention them by name, but do you know anybody who's who was in an yeah, yeah, we do. We actually both know somebody. We both been... know like two people who's been in abusive relationships. I don't we're know definitely this... not going to name people. No, we can't name anybody. But who's the second one? How how can it you depends. explain it to me? With... In, uh, oh and... wait, no, I do know. You do know because uh, yeah, because that one is friends with the first one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's pretty sad, you know. So both the both of the people that we're talking about right now, they're both girls. They're both very young, and um. You know, the idea that, 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 you know, somebody could be young, you know, sometimes, I mean, if I think of an abusive relationship to an ignorant mind like myself, I think about it as somebody who's, you know, older, maybe been with somebody for a long time, so they're dependent on this person, but to be young and to still choose to stay with somebody who does not necessarily treat you right, I don't understand the psychology of it, so I will not even begin to try and understand it, I... All that I can say is I can imagine it must be very difficult. I think, you know, coming back to what you said about, um, you know, you think that it would be older people. Um, but when you're young, you're the most vulnerable. I mean, you're early 20s. You're the most vulnerable because you're just starting out and having serious relationships. So, you know, you don't really have experience in, in past relationships. It's new. It's exciting. Um and things just go wary or, you know, crazy and you think it's normal or you're scared to tell anyone about it. So I think when you're younger, you're most vulnerable to um, abusive relationships than when you're older. It, you have because a when you're point. older, you have like more experience. Um, you, you know, you've grown up quite a bit and you've got a bit of a backbone. But when you're young, you're naive and you're still learning to find yourself. And, and that tends to happen yeah i i do understand what you're saying i just feel like if you're young you know you wouldn't really take shit from somebody that you've only been with for less than a year you know you're, you're with somebody for less than a year and this person starts really treating you like garbage it's like nah dude fuck you i'm young i don't want to deal with your abusive behavior and then you get out of my face yeah but i mean okay you know and i think um look i definitely don't know much about psychology and abusive behavior and what not, but just from, you know, people that I've been around that have experienced stuff like that, um, <coughs> you know, sometimes you don't even realize it's wrong because it comes across as, you know, you think it's normal or the person you're with tells you it's normal. Yeah, well, that depends on severity. If you've got somebody who is yelling at you and screaming at you during fights and becoming really mean and stuff like that, that can be considered normal to a degree because I would, I would assume that there are more relationships than you think that would have that sort of mild abuse in a relationship. Yeah, but, but, but you, you were but... talking about verbal abuse versus <coughs> physical abuse. But now, that's what I'm saying. Is no, opinion... no human being would, would go through ver um, 
physical abuse and even for a moment think that it's normal. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that in that sense. But I think so, if you love someone so much and slowly but surely they might not have been abusing you physically, but there's been some verbal abuse going on, some manipulation going on. I mean, you know, physical abuse is the next step. And it's so easy for you to accept it or or for somebody, you know, who you love to hurt you. And then they apologize to you and you really believe it's going to be the last time and it will never happen again and it was a mistake and they were just irritated or whatever. And then, you know what, it happens the second time and then it happens the third time and then you feel, I think, guilty or embarrassed for not doing anything about it and it's too late now. So you kind of just deal with it and you don't want to tell anyone about it because, you know, you either don't realize that it's wrong or you're too embarrassed. Yeah, I've, um, so I've read a lot of stories. I like reading personal accounts on Reddit because it's, it's not written by journalists. You know, nine times out of ten, Reddit is pretty unreliable and it's a, it's a real crock of shit. But sometimes if there are unbiased stories that are generally just asking for past experiences and opinions, then Reddit can be kind of interesting to read. And I have read a lot about people who have been in abusive relationships or girls that are worried that their partner could potentially become abusive in the past. And it always starts, um, you know, it starts rather slowly and then one day you just get smacked and then you get smacked or you get abused in a physical sense that's really aggressive and really horrible and then this person apologizes to you and the rules and the the line is drawn in this in the sand there that's when it comes to a head and, they, and one or two things is going to happen either you're going to say it's okay and i forgive you or you're going to say, that's it. You hit me once, we're done. And what you choose there is going to determine what's going to happen yeah. with your relationship. Because if you allow somebody to hit you once, 99.99999% chance they're going to do it again. Because they test the waters. That's what happens when it comes to bullies. That's what happens when it comes to violent aggressors like that. It's the same with bullies. If you have a bully... And they hit you once. If you allow it and you don't do anything, you're gonna get hit again. Yeah. Okay. 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 Let's let's say I agree with you in, in that sense. But sometimes, um, you know, physical abuse isn't just outright like hitting someone. You know, it could start off with something small during an argument. You shove someone, or um, you know, push them out of the way, or trip them or something like that or you know you try and get past them and you just shove them to the one side and you end up hurting that person or whatever and then you know it starts escalating because the person goes you know what that felt good you know uh, the next time you know he or she irritates me you know i'm gonna just shove her again and apologize and pretend it was an accident and say you know i'm sorry and it starts with these little things it always starts with little things it's not like you you get into a relationship and i'm sure there are circumstances or situations where abuse is straight upright but it builds it's never just you know you're in a relationship for six months and then one day your boyfriend snaps and smacks you across the face it's always these little tells telltale signs you know somebody who's aggressive who's always looking for a fight um yeah i think loses their temper quickly and hits walls and doors and you know next time you might just be in the way of it yeah i think that there are there will always be <laughs> exceptions but from you know i have read more stories of people being 
completely placid, very calm, very predictable. And then one day they just snap and they smack and they attack. I have read a load of those. And that's why I said, you know, you get to this, then you get to this crossroad where you're either going to go that way or that way. Yeah, but okay, okay let's, take it, let's take it into a, a different light now. So let's look at abusive relationships. Um, yeah, I'm not going to mention any examples here, but say now in some situations, um, <clears throat> you know, a couple, um, you know, husband's abusive towards the wife and whatnot and um, they get divorced and it's messy and it's ugly and then a couple of years you know down the road those people get remarried and I mean, I mean we both know people like that you know from our own sides of our family and friends and you know they're going to a new relationship and um, there's no abuse whatsoever so let's look at it from 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 that point of view as well so you know i think often enough somebody um you know, people say once you're abuser, always you're abuser. But I don't know if that's necessarily the truth. Always. I mean, sometimes people just bring out the worst in each other as well. And I'm not saying anybody deserves to be abused at all. Um, don't get me wrong there, but... You know, yeah, yeah, it does good point. tend to happen, you know. I mean, we, we know more than one or two examples ourselves where that's happened in a situation where people have been abusive and then they go to a new relationship and it just never happens again. So... I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you make, you make a good point. As I said, I think, you know, I've told people, I've always tried, you know, in some arguments to say, this is how it works, this is how it works, but you'll always find exceptions. And you are right. I think that there are people who will be abusers for the rest of their lives. And I think that there are people who are purely just toxic with one person. And then the next person they meet, they go, holy shit, what was I doing? I'm so glad that I'm not with that person because, you know, she just brought the worst out of me or I just brought the worst out in him or, um, you know, he brought the worst out of me, whatever it might be. So I think there will always be differences. You know, that's the thing is um, abusive relationships. I mean, that, nah, they suck, man. They, they, it's, it, it must be something absolutely terrible to go through. But it, this, is, this is what I was going to say is that if you, you know, I believe that if you let something go once, then, then that's it. You're going to be a victim of it again, for sure. It's the same with bullying. Like, I, I used to get bullied every now and then in in, in um, high school. It wasn't ever, never anything too severe. It was pretty much just like, um, you know, when somebody just doesn't like you. Some people just didn't like me. Um, you know, but that, that's how life is. You don't go through life having everybody, everybody, everybody like you. There's people who didn't like you in high school. But, you know, like, coming back to that, that's actually quite true. Um, so just you know from from people that i've known i think often enough when people have been in abusive relationships or who have been bullied in the past um anything anything like that where somebody's taking complete advantage of them and truly hurt them um you know i'm not stating this is fact but often enough those people um have these standards where they would meet someone else or become friends with someone else and um they won't be the greatest of people. They won't be the greatest partners or friends or whatever. But they're just a little bit better than what they've experienced in the past. And that becomes acceptable as well. Because they've had the worst. So now they'll have a little bit better than what they've had. And it's not completely the best either. And they're okay with that as well. Yeah, I'm sure that, you know, if you're a, 
I specifically like to think about it from a woman's perspective because women are a lot more vulnerable than men when it comes to things like this, and it sucks. It must be tough to be to be a woman and be in an abusive relationship. Um, as much you know, I'm sure it's horrible. You know, it's definitely horrible for a man as well. But I think it's I think it's a little bit worse to be a woman in an abusive relationship because um, you know, as I said, you are you're a little bit more you're a little bit softer. So if you're a if you're a woman in an abusive relationship, I think that that toward a, that that's that has the the opportunity and the potential to really damage you for any future relationships. You can then, you know, start dating guys that are very wrong for you. You can, um, you know, not trust anybody anymore. You can start, you know, isolating yourself. I mean, I'm sure that there has been so many studies done on what the psychological effects are on a woman after leaving an abusive relationship and it must be very damaging it must be yeah. very tough i think you know just to clarify like when we're talking about abusive we're not just talking about physical abuse <clears throat> you know there's i know tons of friends who've been in emotional abusive relationships as well and it's just so easy you know you, you just become so vulnerable that the next relationship that you're in even if it's not great your standards are lower than what they've ever been before because you just want well i don't know i'm not speaking about everybody but you accept just a little bit better. Whatever, man. This shit sucks. I don't <laughs> like. I don't like thinking about things like that. It must be horrible. And I'm, you know, does anybody, if anybody, does ever anybody that's going through something like that, send me an email. I know a guy. Um. <laughs> so, I wanted to finish what I was just gonna say about the bullies. That you know, if I could go back in time. You were a bit of a bully, though. Weren't you? I was a bully, and I was, and it wasn't very nice. Uh, I was, I, I was a bully, but that was because I was a fat, gross, dickhead of a child, and I didn't have any friends, and nobody liked me. So I took out my lack of happiness in life. But I wasn't a horrible bully. I was, I was someone who liked to tease other people. I never physically hurt anybody. I never punched kids. I never like spat on kids or anything like that you know I, I mean i was also a kid i think i did this like last week thursday um but you know i was like i would tease i would tease kids and it wasn't very nice you know thinking back it's something that i really really regret because it isn't fair it isn't nice on anybody to have to go yeah. through something like that so i was a little bit of a bully the first little bit of you know my schooling schooling career and then as i got older i totally left that behind and it i it i i then started getting bullied just a little bit but it wasn't it wasn't too bad it was like one or two assholes and if i think back if i could i'd go back and as soon as it would happen mm -hmm. i should have gone up to them and fucking decked them so hard in the face and broken their two front teeth but yeah it's all good and well that you say that but think about all the kids that you bullied i mean imagine if their attitude was exactly the same go should have walked right up to Sheldon and dicked him. Yes, the yes, they should have. I can promise you, I had like one guy that I used to bully all the time. He was, he was twice as tall as me. He was five times as wide as me. He was, he was a big dude. Yeah. And we used to bully him because he was a bit of a pervert, and um, he didn't wash that much. So everybody used to kind of like everybody took the took the piss out of him. It wasn't just me, you know. Yeah. And I. Then started teasing him as well, and it was really funny. And I promise you, I deserved 
to get my face punched in. And if that guy came up to me just once, just once in the two years that I was teasing him every now and then, if he came up to me just once and he slapped me, I would have never bullied him again. Because that's what you should do. But that that's a really bad example to say that you need to in, in, enforce physical abuse to be able to stop a bully. Like, that's not right. Not enforce physical abuse. You've got to stand up for yourself. Yeah, but I mean, you just Self said defense. If, he, if he walked up and slapped you. If he walked up to you and told you, go fuck yourself, Sheldon. I can guarantee you probably would just laughed it off. Yeah, exactly. 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 So no, sometimes violence is totally necessary. No, violence is never necessary. It bullying is. shouldn't even exist to begin with. Yes, it shouldn't. But unfortunately, there are bullies in this world. And the only way to honestly and truly deal them, if you are a kid and you're being bullied right now, you go to school on Monday. No, don't. And listen you, to this. No, you, don't listen to this. stay at home, kids. Stay take safe. a sledgehammer with you. No, to school. no, no. Okay, no. Stop I'm just it. Joking. I'm just joking. Stop it. That's <laughs> I'm joking. Funny. No hammers at school. Okay, anyways, enough of that. Let's get on to some other stuff we were talking about. Okay, cool. So we listened to a TED Talk today. I listened to the whole thing. You didn't listen to the whole thing. I listened I wish to you about did. three quarters of it. Okay. Um, do you want to talk about what it was or you want me to talk about it? Um, well, I'm going to talk about it because my memory is really crap. So um, you showed me this YouTube video and I don't even know what the guy's name was who was giving this talk, but he was talking about like... It was a TED Talk. Whatever that is, yes, he gave a TED talk. It sounds more, it sounds like I am educated when I listen to Anyways, TED talks. Anyways, it had 2.4 million views and 72,000 likes and I think 2.8 dislikes. Uh, 2.8 thousand dislikes. Why does that matter? I, I was just thinking, because when, when, when I was watching the video, um, you know, often enough when you show me YouTube videos, I don't really look at them or really pay much attention to it. But in this case, I really did. Um, you know, it was quite interesting. It was speaking about how um, Twitter can actually really ruin people's lives. And yes, we all have access to freedom of speech and we all have the right to freedom of speech. But often enough, that freedom of speech can ruin other people's lives unnecessarily. Um, so um, what was that, that woman's name? Jessica, what's her name? Um, I don't know. That lady's name who got on the plane and then she was like, I'm going don't to... Don't say it. Don't say it. Why? Because I don't want it on the podcast. So this woman made a very derogatory racist tweet. But it wasn't even racist. Like, she was trying to... So this whole um, YouTube show video was about how this woman was actually trying to make a statement saying that, you know, she was living in America and she was actually living in this bubble. And um, the tweet that she made came across as super offensive, but it was only taken one way. She didn't even have the chance to explain what she was saying. So what she was trying to say is that, you know, as as a, um, a white woman in, um, in America, she's been living in this bubble and she's making this stupid joke showing that everybody in America is living in this massive bubble and... You know, what am I okay, okay you're, you're, you're jumping way too far to the point. That was her apology. This woman made a racist, stupid tweet. That wasn't her, her apology. She never even posted an apology. Well, not in the, the just two way me, I got just in the let video. Me, let me say what I want to say. So this woman got on a plane. She posted this tweet. She had been posting funny tweets for as long as she had Twitter. She never thought too much about it. She made this joke because she was on her way to Africa and she made this joke. You guys can probably find it. If you just go on to, just, just type in TED Talks Twitter. The video is called How One Tweet Can Ruin Your Life. And the whole thing is there. You know, we're just trying to condense it now over here. So she made this um, joke and the whole world 
climbed into it. While she was in the plane. Yeah, and she got off of this plane 12 hours later. She flew from London Heathrow to Cape Town Airport in South Africa. She got off this plane and she had become, overnight, a worldwide sensation for the worst possible reasons. People were absolutely outraged. So she had to try and defend herself in any way that she possibly can. She was completely being headhunted by everybody. People started, you know, at first people were very offended and people started becoming quite, quite um, disappointed. You know, people, people put across that they were very disappointed in her behavior. They would say things like, oh, you know, you, you, you have a very powerful position at your company. You shouldn't be talking like this. Then it went past the point and people started getting extremely aggressive and very violent. Then people started giving her, you know, saying that they want to rape her and she deserves to be raped and she deserves to to be killed and she deserves to have AIDS. And the point of this TED talk was that in the beginning, Twitter was a very powerful thing that gave normal people like you and me a voice that we could speak to those around us and we could voice when, when, when we felt like that we had been dealt an injustice. But the more... We had Twitter. The more we started using that power, not for good, but to try and become our own policemen in the worst possible sense. Or other people's policemen. And at the end of the day, this woman should no way have made that tweet. It's a stupid tweet to make in, you know, 2014 or whatever she did. But I I personally don't think that it means that she is inherently an evil human being. And that's what the whole point of the TED Talk was about, was that this tweet was taken in a very superficial way at face value. And this whole woman, her whole life, her childhood, her aspirations, the stuff that she went to go study at university, the work that she did, everything that she had accomplished in her life to get to the point where she was a producer for some television show, everything that she had done in the 40-something years that she had lived on that planet, was all completely, completely disregarded because of one 140-character tweet. And the point was just that sometimes that's way too much for us to handle. That we do not... Sometimes we enjoy seeing others crumble. No, I mean, it's true. Like, I was talking about how um, we feel like we have power when we see others falling down. And, and I think he made a very, you know, good point because he was saying that, um, you know, by everybody, you know, always blaming or judging other people on Twitter and ruining other people's lives, it's kind of become like a dictatorship in a sense. He was saying it's not democracy. Democracy is giving the other person a chance to stand up for themselves before you make your judgment on what they said or what they did. Very good point. And that doesn't get done very often anymore, you know. Uh, often enough, somebody will say something stupid, it will get tweeted, it will get, it will be all over the news. And everybody will have an opinion about it and shunning that person and shaming that person. But never ever do we actually give them a chance to say their side of the story. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think the guy made a very good point. Um, I also like the way that I kind of broke it down when I mentioned that, you know, this woman, however stupid the tweet was, and she definitely shouldn't have done it, you know, she's much bigger than a 140 character tweet that she tweeted out in some airport lounge. You know, there's a lot more to her than that. Anyway, so that was pretty good. I like that. I'm going to start listening to TED Talks because I'm smart now. (laughs) Okay. Secondly, um, thirdly, I started watching Afterlife. 
Oh, yeah. The Ricky Gervais Gervais. Netflix show. Um, I think it's okay. I think it's good. I personally love everything that Ricky Gervais does just because I like him. Um, I think that sometimes he is a stupid elite atheist and he loves telling people how he doesn't believe in God. Uh, But regardless, he's still very, very intelligent and he's very entertaining and he's very funny. And I love Carl Pilkington. Carl Pilkington is my favorite human in the world, apart from okay, you. You would get a tattoo of him if you, if you could, wouldn't I'm, you? I still, I was actually going to... Did you gonna... want to get a t-shirt made of... No, no, no. Was it a, a t-shirt or like a, um, a phone screen protector? I was going to... Well, I was... I'm, I'm still looking for a Carl Pilkington t-shirt. Just one that's just got his, shirt, his face. Not the cartoon face, his Shook actual like face everywhere. Head like a fucking orange. And um, yeah, so I, I absolutely love Carl Pilkington. Carl Pilkington's amazing. He's the one person that I wish I could go have a beer with and just talk to. Um, you know, and he's get he's kind of getting on in his years now. I think he's almost 50. I mean, that's nuts. That's old. It's so old, you know, but I've been listening to Carl for at least 10 years. Anyway, so I started watching Afterlife and it's good. It's well written. It is kind of funny. It's very slow. But Ricky Gervais has made so much money out of Afterlife. So he's now done season one and season two, and he has just been offered $10 million. For season three? £5 million. So what that means is he writes it, he stars in it. Yeah. But Netflix pays for it. You know, Netflix pays for the production. It's Obviously, not like, yeah. It they, is... they probably pay him the salary for writing everything else for. Just the acting part probably going on, what, like, five million pounds? No, no, no. I think that all of his involvement is five million pounds. So they say to him, of course it is. Five million pounds, are you crazy? It's um, 100%, you know, but I think that, you know, he's now, once they give him that money, that's his money. Yeah. You know, so from, from there on, he's now, he's now, um, you know, he's now con- contractually obligated to make afterlife but i mean the the production side of things itself that's all being paid for by netflix that's not coming out of his salary netflix is paying for the directors the um cinematographers the extras all that type of stuff the shooting locations all that type of things so he's just pocketing that cash which is insane five million bucks dude i want five million bucks yeah i mean i think we watched the first episode or first and second episode together and i mean it's pretty good it's a bit dramatic um you know, it's quite a dry sense of humor as well to it. But, I mean, it seems like a good show. That's all I'm going to say. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I, I still think some other shows he's done in the past has been a lot better. Like what? Well, I've never seen the um, British um, Office. Office, but I've seen the oh, yeah, American he was, one. Yeah, he, he, he was involved in The Office. That show made him so much Yeah, money. and I mean, the American one was pretty great. And I'm sure that the American one was, you know... Oh, the British one was just as good as the American one. Um, you know, but going back to An Idiot Abroad with Carl Pilkington, that was amazing. That's my favorite show and, ever. And their, their, their podcast. I mean, Carl, Pil- Carl Pilkington, Stephen Merchant, Steve Merchant, and um, Ricky Gervais. I mean, that's been pretty good in the past as well. What are you doing with your eyelashes the whole time? I'm sorry, they're so itchy. Are you tired? I'm exhausted. <laughs> no, we're having fun, dude. We're having we are fun. having fun. Um... Yeah, I, I love an idiot abroad, but that's just because I like Carl. Um, I think it's the I think it's the greatest show, and you know that, you know, the whole podcast genre started because of Ricky Stephen Carl. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. They had the radio show on XFM in two thousand and one, yeah. two and three, and a little bit of two thousand and four, and then they left, and then Ricky 
still wanted to film with Carl. He still wanted to do audio tidbits with Carl. And they decided, well, let's do, let's do some sort of audio, you know, unscripted improvisational radio thing that's on a radio. And boof, thus the podcast was created. They spearheaded the podcast movement. And here we are, you know, 15 years later. Pretty interesting. Um, secondly, sweetie, you've been watching a lot of Friends. <laughs> I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have to set up an intervention. Uh, well, I love it. I mean, it's just such a feel. I don't know what that noise is. <laughs> it's such a feel good, um, you know, series where like every time you watch it, it's never negative. It makes you happy. It makes you smile. Like it's just incredible. To be fair. Um, what is you that? Know, noise? Every episode is completely different. Every episode is completely different, and it's got great names to them as well. Um, what do you so, mean great names to them? Like, you, we were talking about it outside, no, no. Oh, you mean like, the, the naming of the episodes? The, the naming of the episodes, yeah. Well, it's hardly great. Like, I the just one think it's where funny. Rachel smokes, or um, what's the other one? The one where... Um, what was it? Well, I hardly think that it's great. I, I think, think it's, it's a great show. I think it's one of the best series still to the time no it's entertaining but it's not memorable it is memorable well for me i mean you know we've got completely different tastes okay how many episodes of friends did you watch today today alone well i only started watching all of it okay no i tell you what you say it's memorable what was the last episode you watched last night what was it about thing um the whole team went to Las Vegas to go and support Joey because they thought that he'd gotten a role in a movie where he was playing the the main actor. In Law and Order? No. Yeah, the one where he was in Law and Order. No, you think of another one. That was the previous one where he had a shot in Law and Order. Anyways, they go to Las Las Vegas and um, Joey told them all that he's playing in this massive movie. But when he'd gotten to Las Vegas, there there wasn't enough money to run the movie. So he was actually acting as a... um, I don't know, a character at one of the, the okay. casinos there. Okay, uh, you're just explaining a friend's episode to me now. No, but you asked me what happened in the last one. Because you asked me if it was memorable, and I just told you. Okay, uh, I do apologize. I didn't think you were going to remember, because to me, Friends is like two and a half men. You can watch it, you can take it in, you'll laugh four or five times an episode. It's pretty funny, but as soon as the episode's done, you don't even remember what you watched. You don't remember what happened, you don't even remember why you laughed in the first place. So I think it's funny, but it's not like Breaking Bad. I can still remember moments from Breaking Bad because it was so memorable. Who is making that noise? It's my baby brother. He's running on the upstairs floor. So I wrote down Friends' salary because I wanted to tell you about how much they made with Friends. So Friends obviously got really big. Yeah. It was huge. It was absolutely massive. And, um, and you think it's not that great, but they were earning millions of bucks at a time. Yes. You're still earning money from it? Sorry, I do not just absorb what the world tells me is entertaining. Uh-huh. I don't believe that mass acceptance equals good. Okay. So, Friends, they I think it was, what, 10 seasons, right? Yeah, there's 10 seasons. For the last season, it was like 24 episodes per season, each cast member was demanding one million dollars an episode an episode every single one of the cast members yep it's a lot of money 
That is a lot of money. They don't need to work for the rest of their lives. Actually, they never needed to. I mean, and to be fair, the only people who really got um, famous from that show was Jennifer Aniston. Like, no way. Matthew Perry got big. Courtney Cox got big. I haven't really seen Courtney Cox in anything else. Yeah, well, because it's twenty years on. Jennifer Aniston is the only one that really held on to her fame, but Matt LeBlanc got famous. Matthew Perry got famous. Courtney Cox got famous. Um, who's the other one? Heather Graham or somebody? I don't know. What's the, what's the last guy? David Schwimmer. Yeah, I don't know. David. Nobody knows about David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer. Who do you think is the most good-looking guy in Friends? None of them. They're all quite ugly. No, you have to, you have to pick not, one. Chandler, Joey, and then Ross. Not one of them. You have to pick one. No, can't I pick one from an episode where one of them had a boyfriend? Do you have somebody in mind? Yeah. Who? Richard. Who who played Richard? Um, it was old dude though. Ew, why you like old dudes? <laughs> he plays in, I think it's Blue Bloods or True Bloods or something like that. I'm going to type in Friends. And his name is Richard, Richard right? Richard from Friends, yeah. And he dated Courtney Cox. Richard Burke? This man? Yeah. This guy played Magnum P.I., dude. He's so good looking. <laughs> Tom Selleck. <laughs> yeah, dude. Tom Selleck. What did he play in? Tom Selleck played He played in, in a, a recent series, Blue Bloods or True Bloods or something where he's a cop. He looks like a proper grandpa. <laughs> What's wrong with you, sweetheart? But in the episodes, he looked good. <laughs> Look at him. He's all hairy chested. <laughs> You're probably gonna. I'm, I'm probably gonna like wake up and you're gonna have a permanent mark and you're gonna be drawing chest hair on my body because <laughs> I don't look like Richard Burke. So um, there's been. I, I know that there's been a few TV shows that have since kind of spawned the same sort of success where you know they start demanding all this crazy money. One of them is Big Bang Theory. Yeah, the one you hate the most. Because um, everybody keeps saying you're yeah, Sheldon. Yeah, calls me from Sheldon because my name is Sheldon and that guy's. And, and it's ridiculous. Because you were born before Big Bang even existed. Of course. And if, if I ever meet anybody and I tell them my name, they go, oh, like from Big Bang Theory. And it's not funny. It's really not funny. It's like, I'm a human being, Dag. <laughs> Don't paint me with the same brush. Anyway. Um, so I think you're just saying that. Because if Sheldon from Big Bang Theory was this, you know, tall, good-looking, fit dude, you like wouldn't me. complain. Yeah, if he was like this, me. But instead he's this geek and you don't like that. Well, I don't know. I don't mind that he's a geek. I don't like it that people tend to compare me to him because we have the same name. Okay, 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 okay. If so he if was Sheldon a buff fit dude, yeah, dude, I'd be so happy. Was this massive, tall, model-looking, sexy guy. Like and me. people kept referring to you. Like me. Yeah, like you. If people kept referring to you as him, you wouldn't get upset about it. But you're getting upset about it because he's not something to look at. Correct. How's that so odd? That's totally fair. Do you know who the highest paid TV actor has been of all time per episode? Per episode? Um, isn't it the girl from Big Bang Theory? No. Who what's her name? What, what's Co that girl's name? Coco something like that. Coco <laughs> Kika? Is she the from Hawaii? <laughs> um, are we actress? What's an actor? Actor. Yeah, it's a dude. Um, Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Correct. from from Two and a Half Men. He got paid towards the end of the show. He started like when Two and a Half Men was really making a lot of cash because Two and a Half Men was huge at one stage. And 
he just kept on demanding more and more and more and more and more and more. And the studio just decided to give it to him because they knew that, you know, the show was not going to work without Charlie Sheen, which it didn't. And yeah. in the end, Charlie Sheen was demanding something like $2.4 million an episode for 24 episodes per year. That's a lot. Jeez. That's a lot of money. And now he's broke, isn't he? Well, I, I don't know if he's broke, but that guy's running out of cash quick. Okay, listen, so we have got another 15 minutes left. Maybe not. Maybe another 12 minutes left. 14 minutes left. So... Are we going to play our game? I want us to play our game. Cool. So where's our little question? So we're going to do what we did last time. Um, Where we So we each have written down three questions for the other person. We have to guess. Don't worry, you guys will catch on pretty quick. Yeah, that's what we did in the, in the first episode. Um, so basically, it's questions and um, we have to write the answers for each other. Okay, this is one. This is yours. I'm going to get it. Ah, okay. The first question is... What is my favorite chocolate and what I think your favorite chocolate is? I know this one already. Okay. Um, okay, I want to go first. Okay, tell me what's my favorite chocolate, sweetheart. So you've got... There's two options. So because you're South African, there's one particular chocolate from back home that I know it's your favorite because you used to love it all the time. Uh-huh. So the South African chocolate that you like is a bar one. Yes. Now, a bar one is very much like a Mars bar. It's got that nougat thing. No. That no, caramel. No, no, no. Bar one doesn't have any nougat. It's just like chocolate, like mousse and then caramel. Sorry, mousse. Okay, yeah. mousse. Not, not nougat. Internationally, something you could get anywhere... <laughs> Snickers. Yes. Told ya, boy. Told ya, boy. Told ya. <laughs> okay, so I actually wrote down three things because it just depends on what you feel like, to be fair. So, when we were dating in high school, your favorite was Milky Bar. Back then. You Milky to, Bar is like this like, white yeah, chocolate. Yeah, like a white chocolate. It's a confectionery. Then, Snickers. You love a Snickers. I love me a Snickers. Yeah. And then that Galaxy chocolate bar is one of your favorites, definitely. Because it's incredible. It Galaxy. It's so fake, though. No that way. Is like the worst it's the worst chocolate I've ever had in my entire life. It just tastes so fake. No, it's the it exact. like confectionery chocolate. It's the exact opposite. It's the exact opposite. Galaxy is the purest, most incredible. It's like what I imagine no, billionaires eat. It's being made from, like, basically powder. It can't it's not be. made from cocoa. It's not proper chocolate. Like, Galaxy is such an artificial chocolate. It's a confectionery chocolate. I can't believe you like Tom Selleck. <laughs> Ridiculous. I'm going to type in, okay, so Galaxy chocolate. I want to see what it's made out of. But other than that, you know, you guessed it pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good, pretty yeah. good, pretty good. Da -ba -da -ba -da. Is Dove chocolate the same as Galaxy? What happened to Galaxy chocolate? Uh, na -na -na -na. Uh, I don't give a shit. I don't want to know about this now. Okay, cool. Very, very, very good. Hey, we've got so many questions. So don't throw away that piece of paper because I actually... Do you know what I'm going to do? I don't, I don't want to talk so much. Okay, your turn, wait, wait, sister. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, 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 okay. So it's one of your questions. What would you do if you won the lottery? So what would you do? What do I think I'd do? No, wait, are we doing our own or are you, you... No, I'm going to... I'm guessing yours. Okay. Dude, it sounds like people are bungee jumping upstairs.
Okay. You go first. I don't know if I should do mine first. I don't know if I should even mention the last bit. But okay, so if you had to win the lottery today, the first thing you would have to do, or you would want to do, is to bring Muesli over here. Well, who's Muesli? Muesli is the love of your life. She is your kitty cat. And she is this beautiful tortoiseshell kitty. And you absolutely adore her. Yeah, you know, we haven't spoken about Muesli yet, but I love my cat. I miss her very much. She's back in South Africa and I miss her every day of my life. She's beautiful and she's kind and she's... She's not as loving as Jack, but she's kind. Yeah, we currently have two kittens at the house we're staying at now with Amber's parents. And um, one's called Ivan, one's called Jack. And I've never in my life met a cat that is so cuddly and so loving. It it's feels Jack. weird. Jack is like, he's just on you all the time. Like just purring, cuddles, kisses, rubbing so faces. Cute. I thought he was sick. <clears throat> And then I said, probably if you could, you'd want to be left alone. <laughs> Not like left alone forever, but I mean like probably move to an island and get high all the time. Don't say that <laughs> on a podcast where people can listen to us. <laughs> Madman. Mom, I don't do any of those things. So, um, I okay, don't... I wouldn't say get high all the time, but I mean there's like... You know, be high on love and joy <laughs> and happiness and, and friends, you know? Brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, I don't agree with any of that. I think so that... So you don't agree with Muesli? You don't agree with moving to an island? Okay, no, I... I no, to be honest, I agree with everything you said. Yeah. 100%. I think I would do exactly that. I think... I That would be amazing. Imagine living on an island. You know, just... You know, there's... You don't have to worry about things... You don't take you don't take technology with you. You take. You couldn't survive a day without your phone. Well, I don't think many people could, but you'd have I to could. learn. I could survive a week without mine. Well, you'd have to learn. I'm actually gonna try, and not be on my phone as much, because it's um that stuff's a disease, dog. Honestly, like the phone addiction conundrum is pretty pretty big. <laughs> and I okay. know you're like phone addiction, and the first thing you do is check your phone. Because I want to see what how how long we still have to go. Okay, so I think you would. Buy a dog farm. I think if you won the lottery today, you would not work. I think you would quit your job. You would buy a big farm. Yeah. And you would adopt 30 dogs. And you would spend every day washing them, playing with them, giving them the best life that they could possibly ever have. That is so on point. Yep. Because I know you did. You okay. know we did. Number two, I want to get one of yours. That's mine. That one is mine. I'm going to get one of yours. Are you ready? Yeah. What is the question? Boof. Favorite childhood cartoon. Childhood cartoons. That's okay. a very, very good one. Um... Oh, man. How will I know yours? You never used to watch anything. Actually, I think I do know. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let's be a little bit more specific about it. Are we talking about, like, toddler cartoon? Or are we talking about, like... From nine and up cartoon, because if it's from nine and up, well, regardless of anyone, I know which one it was. It would be I have an answer for each. I also have an answer. You let's do one toddler and one nine and up. Okay. Okay. Do you want me to go first? I don't know who went first last time. I went first, so you can go first. Okay. Your toddler cartoon, I think, that you loved as a kid because you mentioned it before, was Teletubbies. Yes. And your Favorite show, 
man. Your favorite. I don't know if it's your favorite, but I'm going to take a stab in the dark. When you were nine plus was Johnny Bravo. Yes, it's good. Was it, was it good? Well, it was Johnny Bravo and then uh, Kim Possible. Did you like Kim Possible? And Scooby-Doo. I love Scooby-Doo. Not the nonsense of Kim Possible today, because that's just like too child-friendly, but yeah. Scooby-Doo as well. I didn't like Kim Possible that much. I thought she was okay. Okay, so I had two. Now, I'm not so sure. Okay, so when you were a toddler, you loved Teletubbies just like I did. Yeah. One of your favorite ones. And then I was between Samurai Jack and Ed and Eddie. Ed and Eddie, 100%. Samurai Jack, not so much. Yeah, I didn't like Samurai Jack. It was pretty shite. No, still very good. Very, very good. Very, very good, very, very good. Um, I loved Ed and Eddie. Ed and Eddie used to dictate how I spent my days. So what was another one? If it was Ed and Eddie, what was like another one? That you Courage the Cowardly Dog. Oh, that's such a horrible one. So I loved it. I still have it. Evil. I still watch it. I still watch it. It was actually so sad, but it was beautiful. It was courage, dog. <laughs> okay, next one. Um, I used to love Ed and Eddie. I used to stay. Ed and Eddie would dictate how I spent my days. Yeah. I would live on my. I'd lived on this little, like, farm place with my with my with my grandparents, and um, what are you doing? You can hear that. Yeah. And um, whatever they did in the show, I would do on that day. So they had this yard sale once. And then I went to go and think of a ton of things that I could sell. Yeah. But I lived on just my grandparents' property. So I didn't have anybody <laughs> to sell it to, but I still set up this little table outside. And I told my granny, Granny, I'm buying, I'm selling stuff. And then she'd be like, oh, you're selling one of my teaspoons. <laughs> yeah, do you want to buy it? And she wouldn't. Um, but yeah, I loved it, and Eddie. Okay, anyway, next one. You pick one of those two, because that's one of mine. Let's do yours next. Um, worst phobia. Yeah, boy. I don't really have a phobia. I know yours. Yeah, but you don't really have one. Because I'm fearless. Yeah, you're Superman. Thank Um, you. I don't know what your phobia is. You know what we do? I think we're going to save these two. (laughs) We're going to save these two. And we'll do these two next week. Okay? No. We don't have that much time. This only records for another four minutes and it cuts off. So I don't want to force it. Okay, 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 okay. So I'll go first this time. I don't know what phobia you have. You don't really have a phobia of anything. I mean, you like spiders. I don't know what individual out there does, but you like them. Um, You like snakes. You don't really have a phobia. So I said your phobia is of being homeless. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. Is that your biggest thing in life is that you don't even want to be homeless. It's the scariest thing. I can't imagine a worse experience, a worse life than being homeless. I am so utterly terrified of one day being homeless. And I'm not necessarily going to end up homeless, but the chance... The, I don't the, know why. The possibility. It's not like you even have anyone in your family that's homeless. Because the thing is, because it's always need. a possibility. It's getting harder to find jobs as you get older. There's more people in the world who's willing to work for cheaper. Um, the world is changing. And there have been so many people in the past who have had everything and then they've become homeless. I am so scared. Actually, that's the first thing I'd do if I won the lotto. I would buy an underground bunker. <laughs> no, seriously, I'd buy an underground bunker so that it means that wherever... Like whatever happens on the globe, I will I will never have to sleep outside. Okay. I'll have an underground bunker. You know, Post Malone has, has an, an underground. underground bunker. I know that. What does he know? 
that 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 we don't. That he bought himself an underground bunker. What do you know, posty? I think he's just so high all the time. He's like super paranoid. He's got a song called Paranoid, which is really good. Okay, your phobia, and I'm certain of this. There's two of them. Spiders and bugs. Well. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's probably the first one. Spiders. Spiders, not bugs, not bugs. I don't like bugs, but it's not a phobia. Spiders bugs. and snakes. Yeah, spiders and snakes. But also hate claustrophobia. Like, I hate it when people are in my space. I hate being in small, confined spaces. Okay, if you had to, because you hate claustrophobia, if you had to choose one of two ways to die, mm. either drowning in, like, the ocean, like this crazy deep ocean, somebody attaches a big, a, a massive... 500 kilogram anchor to your foot and it just pulls you straight down and they just drop yeah. you in okay or you're in a wall you're in a room where the walls on the northern and southern side so the walls facing each other closes in super slowly like extremely slowly and it's going to meet in the end but there's going to be a there's going to be a time where you're going to have like 15 centimeters of space and then eventually it's just going to crush your skull. I would have to say in the ocean. Yeah, me too. I actually made that wall thing sound very gruesome. Yeah, you do. Have you seen the Saw movies? That happens in one of those. I thought that was pretty cool. Anyways, guys, um, that was it. We don't have any more time because my stupid software only records for 64 minutes and we are going to hit 64 minutes in two minutes. So I think that went good. Second cheese toasty down the tube. Third one to come. Yeah. See you guys next week. What did you think? You think you think that was fun? Yeah, it was fun. Okay, cheers, guys. Yeah, guys, we'll, we'll I don't... have a chat with you a bit later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, thanks for checking this out. Thanks for staying till the end. Um, it, you know, I don't know how popular this is going to be eventually, but like, favorite. No, you can't favorite on YouTube anymore. Comment, subscribe. If you ever want to send us anything, we have an email. It's called cheese toasty podcast at gmail.com super easy you got it send us some stuff send us things to talk about send us funny things send us questions um just don't send us any nudes what would you, do you want do you want nudes? no why would you even bring that up though who would send nudes that's so sad yeah <laughs> uh, well i don't know should we you know maybe no 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 nudes Please, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Let's end it on that one. Anyway. Cheers, guys. All right, bye, guys. See you next week.